0: Welcome back to Teach Me How to Money. I am here with an incredibly special guest. He is a horror film director. He directed um, The Transfiguration, and I'm talking to Mike O'Shea. Mike, Hi. how are you? Hi, Mike.
1: I'm <laughs> good. Uh, I'm good and lovely. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. So um, really quick, just tell me a little bit about, uh, tell everyone a little bit about The Transfiguration and where where people can watch it.
1: The uh, Transfiguration is a horror-ish movie. Um, you can watch it on Netflix, and if you don't have Netflix, you can feel free to rent it on video on demand or buy the DVD. Those are all options, um, and it's a lovely horror-ish movie shot in New York City. Um, and you know, I, I like it. I, I, you know.
0: Well, a lot of people like it. I hear it, uh, <laughs> you were maybe at a little festival called Can and being nominated for some awards. I don't know.
1: Yes, it was at a it was at a little festival called Cannes. We got into um the Uncertain Regard category in twenty sixteen and now we've just been nominated for the John Cassavetes Award as part of the uh Spirit Awards, the Independent Spirit Awards, which will be held in March and is on IFC. So it's very fancy and very exciting. So, um, so yeah, really I cool. think
0: that's incredible. And I'm really proud of me
1: you. me too. Me too. I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I've been happy for like days. We just found out like a week ago and I've been, I've been just literally just filled with joy. I haven't been this happy since literally we got into can, which we found out from watching the press conference. And they were like, Michael, Oshi. and I was like, Oh my God, we got into can. So the reason
0: Um, reason why I I, wanted to talk to you is a number of of reasons. First of all, because I love talking to you. And second of all, because, um, well, I want to know is how, so I assume from we've talked a a few times that you are not a trust fund baby and you uh, did not inherit this money to create this film. So how did you make this film?
1: That is correct. Um, Unlike many, many people in the arts, I I come from a – a working class family um, and um, I had no, no trust fund and, you know, getting out of art school, um, you know, uh, I, I had to, you know, like work. Um, And I uh, didn't get to make a film. I'm now 45. I didn't get to make my first film until I was 43 and I got the money to make the film from, um, well, via my partner and girlfriend, Susan, who's a film producer who she doesn't have money, but she then sent our project out to investors and we found an investor willing to invest in it. Um, you know, so the, uh, sort of the old fashioned way, the old fashioned way actually be, you're supposed to spend your trust fund and finance your film yourself, (laughs) but, um, we did it, we did it another way we, we had, and you know, it's actually, I think it's good for a project. It's good for your script to have to, if you don't want to make the room, if you don't want to be Tommy Wiseau, um, it's probably good for your script to be seen by a stranger and have that stranger say, I want to invest money in this film. It's a good test of your writing. So, you know, in that way, it's kind of very healthy. Though it may have taken me a long time to make a first film because of it.
0: So, so how were you making money while you were before and after and during getting right. this movie made?
1: Right. I, um, I, when, I, when I first got out of art school, I worked in film for a couple of years. I decided I hated it. I then um, did a lot of odd jobs. I did a lot of temping. Then I fell into um, being a doorman at a bar. And then I fell into um, fixing computers for rich people for money. which uh, I'm glad they were paying you money. (laughs) Exactly. That's, you know, they're rich people. So, um, so yeah, I did that. It was basically like geek squad, but not with, you know, not, I don't have to wear a uniform. I just do it myself and it's just individual customers in the West village. And, um, that's what I did for, uh, you know, for about eight or 10 years. And, um, now I'm currently, um, currently I'm living off of the money that I made from selling the transfiguration but that money is slowly um, getting getting lower, um, much to my <laughs> and I really don't want to fix computers again um, because it just seems like so sad to like you know like I got the money for the movie and I made the movie and I went to Cannes and I made I made money from it and now it's not made for this award. And now I'm gonna have to like go back to fixing computers because my money's running out, and it just seems like that's not what I'm supposed to do again. Like I really, I, it'll really feel like going backwards. But at the same time, you know, I'm watching the money go down to zero, so you know it's a little, you know, it's a little stressful.
0: So, but so people think that once a filmmaker gets the film made, that financial success follows immediately. Like you immediately get a Bentley, you immediately get you know, Porsche sunglasses. Oh. Is that is that true? Uh,
1: that is definitely true. If you made Get Out. <laughs> um, that was a great I movie. Think it's pro- <laughs> I think it's also probably true uh, for It Follows or The Witch. Those are two indie horrors that I think did very well. Um my film did not, um was not like that kind of size. It's a weird film. It, I'm I'm so happy it got in a can. I'm so happy it's not for this award. I'm so happy critics like it. It has an eighty six on Rotten Tomatoes. See, I'm doing a plug. I love it. Um certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. So so it is liked, but it is not it is a weird movie. Uh, and, you know, for that reason, you know, no, I it didn't make, I made some money. I made enough money to like live for a year, but, and, uh, but I didn't make, I didn't make, um, I didn't make get out money. Um, <laughs> 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 so, you know, so, uh, so yeah, so. So yeah, it's not, it's not, um, it was not, it's not immediate. And I have an agent now and he sends me scripts and I'm going to be honest, as my bank account gets lower, I say yes more now. I say, yeah, sure. I'll have that meeting. (laughs) Um, at at first I was like, no, 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 I am an artist. Now I'm like, yes, yes, definitely. (laughs) I want to, I want to direct that. Um, so why do you
0: think people think this? Why do you think that people think that once you make a film, you just immediately, you know, you get the pool.
1: <laughs> well, I thought it too. I mean, I, I had a bunch of I had a bunch of scripts that were all way more expensive than Transfiguration, and I, I I thought that the way this worked was you either succeed, in which case you get you get get out money and you get to make another giant, you get to make a gigantic movie, or you fail, in which case you never get to make a movie again. <sighs> and what's actually true is you can succeed kind of, which is actually what like. 80 percent of the directors who get into festivals, what happens, which is you you, you have a moderate success and you can make another movie probably for like the same amount of money or a little bit more. And you can, you know, you can maybe survive that way. But it's actually tough to survive that way because you're not making that much money on each movie. Um, so that's where it's once again good. It's 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 remains good to be wealthy going into this. Right. <laughs> it remains like many things in life. It's better if you're wealthy when you do it.
0: So you, you told me a really funny story. I mean, it kind of a funny, sad story that where you were in a can, you met this director from Finland. Right. Um, who said, to you, right. Who said, um, well, in Finland, I just do nothing but be myself, a famous Finnish director. We know. What <laughs> and you were like, well, in America, it's just not like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, it, well, yes. No, it, I actually, I asked him, I asked him what he was up to that week and what movies he had seen. He's like, well, I haven't had a chance to see any movies. And I'm like, why not? I'm, I've been going to the movies all day, every day. And he's like, no, no, no. You see, it's a big deal that my movie got in the can because, you know, I'm from Finland. It's a huge deal. So the Finnish press are running around and, you know, chasing after me. I'm doing interviews all the time. And I'm like, oh, I'm from America. No one gives a shit. My phone came in a can. <laughs> That's, it's, it's, it's... <laughs> and yeah, he's famous over there now, which is cool for him. Um, sucks for me, but great for him.
0: <laughs> so I think you're being a little tough on yourself. I got to be honest <laughs> with you, but I think you're you're a humble artist. Uh, And that's why, uh, that's why we love you.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you. Um, No, yeah, you know, hopefully, you know, I'm going to, you know, get another film off the ground soon before the bank account goes to zero and, you know, and this will work out. But, you know, it's tough. It's uh, no one, no one, no one said, I guess no one said this was easy when you decided you were going to go to art school and practice something that costs, you know, at minimum a half million dollars to make.
0: So this is a question I have for you. Do you mm-hmm. think – so someone who went to art school and someone who didn't really have a business education or a personal yes. finance education, do you think creative people lack financial confidence?
1: <laughs> um, absolutely. I, I don't even – I, I lack so much financial confidence I don't even know what the term means. Um, <laughs> I, I, but sure, I, I lack financial confidence. I've never had – until I got this transfiguration check, I never had more money in the bank. Than what rent was about to reduce back to zero again. Sure. Um, so I don't even understand the term financial confidence because I've never had until just this year, I've never had a, a number in the bank that was, that was relevant in any way to having to having any kind of money. I was, you know, it was it was it was always I was always just living by, uh, you know, uh, a hand to mouth. I believe is the term. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and, you know, I don't you know, I I mean, it's true that I could have when I got out of art school and I quit film, I could have done something like, you know, done what everyone else does, which is fine. You know, go out of my way to try to find a full time job with some kind of retirement plan and all that fun stuff. And I didn't because I just wanted to keep making stuff. So I actually took jobs. You know, I, I did jobs that were much more flexible um so you know i I think we're just financially stupid because all we care about is making things and writing (laughs) things and you know that that's what's important that's our priority and we're not really thinking about money outside of you know the capitalist desperate need for it well uh,
0: it's really hard for someone who wants to make art and also pay their bills i think that you know i'm someone that has a lot of creative dreams and yet i also want to pay my bills and it, it is a struggle
1: yeah, no, it's a, it's, it's an impossible struggle. I was just, I was just a lunatic Kobo. I mean, I did, the, <laughs> I did the fixing computers for rich people because you know, it paid, it, each job paid well enough for me to have this kind of off the grid outsider existence while I just kind of tried to write or do whatever I could to just try to make things. Um, it's, it's almost impossible that like, I saw so basically I wasn't living like a normal adult life. I mean, I, you know, for most of my life, um, I got stability mostly because of my partner. I was being with my partner Susan and she has a little more stability than me. I mean, so so no, I have no idea how to juggle what what do the kids call it? Adulting?
0: adulting. Um, <laughs> I think that is what the kids call it. I I, I don't I'm not a big fan <laughs> of that word.
1: <laughs> oh okay. uh, well, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not I, I I can't be I'm certainly I certainly wasn't the one to figure out how to balance if you don't come from a trust fund, how to balance, you know being, pursuing a creative dream while also being a functioning, responsible, like member of society paying the bills. Um, I didn't figure it out. Do you Uh, think,
0: okay. Do you think that, um, that you, that knowing about money, like if you're an artistic person that people think you're a sellout, if you care about money?
1: <laughs> well, I, I didn't get into my favorite quote yet, which is what my friend Amon said, who's actually in the category against me with his movie Davion, Boom. which is that every artist needs an enabler. Uh, right. I feel <laughs> so what like does that, that mean? Is, uh, that that you need someone that you know just you need someone who's going to pay the bills if you're going to get your work done. That you sure. otherwise otherwise your art's going to suffer if you just uh, if you just practice it commercially, it's going to suffer in that way. And, you know, like there's no, there's, you need someone to basically support you. I mean, even if it's not from a, a life rent way, then it's from a, someone has to pay for your art way. So, I mean, you know, someone has to, someone ha, you, you could also, you don't have to view it as some, someone paying your rent. You could view it as someone putting you in a gallery for the first time. Sure. Like you need someone to actually help you and get you to that next level. Like a, you need someone to get you into a publisher. Um, yeah. Like you can you can view it not just in a kind of someone to feed you way, but in a kind of getting that step in the door. You know, Susan was that for me. She got my script out to investors. Um, and you know, that was not a kind of access that I ever would have had on my own. Well, you, um, it, does it
0: help to have charm and talent?
1: It helps to. Ha- it definitely helps to have charm, which I don't have. Um, oh, that's not true.
0: <laughs> Very charming.
1: I got out of college, and there was there was a guy that was charming, and I, and he did well. And I was like, I'm not like him. I'm not cute and <laughs> charming like him. I'm screwed. What is he doing um, now? What he is he doing well? that's
0: he, so great? What's he doing now? The charming guy. Uh,
1: I can't I can't comment because it would reveal who it was. Okay. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, but um, wait, what was the question? Okay. Um,
0: how about yeah. this? This is my last okay. question because I know you're very okay. busy. Is how can okay. people you know, people who admire you, admire, you know, film, admire, want to get, have a career in the arts. Um, how can they keep following their dreams, but also pay bills? What are some advice that you could give?
1: Um, again, I don't have advice. For me, what worked better, I quit film because I actually didn't like being half creative. I made an industrial video for a hospital in 1999 that reassured patients <laughs> that they wouldn't die during Y2K. And it was, I'm going to tell you, it was the worst industrial video ever. Um, and I was like, I do not want to use my creativity in this way.
0: Right. So I
1: literally chose to not. So, so one, so something that I chose to do, everyone has a different path. Something that I choose to do was to literally to choose not to work in my field in a commercial crappy way. Um, because I thought that was actually hurting me, um, as an artist. And I chose instead to, you know, just do temp, you know, attempt jobs and eventually fixing computers. So I eventually did something completely outside of my field because I actually thought half doing it commercially, half in my field was actually hurting me creatively, but that's just me. Everyone has a different path. And, um, in the end, it is uh, my, my big piece of advice is you, you're going to need someone to help you. Um, it's, it's just that simple. Even with a trust fund, you're going to need someone to help you. And so don't feel bad about yourself if, it ha- if you haven't made it yet, because you really do. There is another quality. That's not just like people say that they got successful and they're like, well, it was just hard work and talent. And like, I hate it when those people say that I want to kill them because it's not true. All of those people had someone sure. that, that, that got them to the next steps that helped get them to, to where, to where they are. And they're not acknowledging them when they say that. So don't feel bad about yourself if you're not there yet. You literally just haven't met that person that's going to open that door for you.
0: So what's a good way to meet whatever field you're in, whether it's painting or whether it's performance art or you want to write a novel? You know, what's a good way to just sort of get in the mix and meet someone who might think that
1: you're great? I have no idea. I just met Susan at a bar (laughs) randomly. (laughs) Uh, I, I have no clue. I mean, um, I, I'm sure there's other people that would say do this or that, and the other thing, but I, I have no idea. I am at Susan in a bar. I think you, I think what the thing is, you just have to stick to it, period. Yeah, and don't get too down on yourself, and just and just you know, just keep writing. I mean, you know, if whatever it is you're doing, keep doing it. Keep writing. Keep trying to make things. Just keep keep at it. You know, don't. I mean, the thing is, I, I won't say don't give up because if you're, if you're if you're one of us, if you're this person that has this stupid idea that they're supposed to create things you're that you're never going to let go of that I, I don't have to say don't give up because you're stuck for the rest of your life
0: that's true doing that you're
1: cursed <laughs>
0: creative people are cursed
1: <laughs> exactly you were absolutely cursed so i don't have to say don't give up because you're not going to give up you're going to keep doing it your whole life so and just so I, I guess my only advice is don't feel too bad about yourself if it hasn't worked out yet it didn't work out for me until i was 43 years old so you know there's no there's not necessarily a too late in all this.
0: I love that. Um, I think that's great, and I really like what you said about, you know, you don't have to you don't have to take a job in that field to, to make it in that field creatively. I think that's really
1: smart. Yeah, that was that was that was what worked for me. And you know, it, and forty people can come back and say, no, no, I took a job in my field and blah blah blah, and I'll be like, cool. Uh, but for well, me personally, well, every, that was what worked for me.
0: Well, not everybody you know lives in New York or LA, and you know can become a PA. You know, on a, on a film. Well, you know, sometimes people need to. And, You know, they live in Columbus, Ohio, or they live in Nebraska, and they they have this art they want to create, but they they don't have that money paying job to to do it at the moment.
1: Absolutely, and also um, working in the field will there's a strong and this is why I got out. There's a strong risk of it making you bitter. Um, Um, There's a strong risk of working in the commercial side of it, not in a creative side, to become. Um, kind of a bitter hardened person that you know, and then you look at someone who was like you ten years ago, and you go, "Oh, that pretentious idiot." And Because, <laughs> and because you know now you're on the other side making the making the sausage. Um, and, exactly, uh, you know, I
0: totally get that.
1: So, so it's not that's not healthy for an artist. It's actually healthy to have a have some healthy delusions, I guess you could say.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Teach Me How to Money. Send us your questions at. Teach me how to money at stashinvest.com, and we'll try to answer it in a future episode. If you like what you're hearing, give us a review on the iTunes Store or Stitcher or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. If you want to invest with Stash, sign up and enter the promo code PODCAST, and you'll get $5 to get started on your financial journey. Stash, it's your money, simplified. This podcast should not be copied, distributed, published, or reproduced in whole or in part. The information contained in this podcast does not constitute a recommendation from Stash to the listener. Neither Stash nor any of its officers, directors, or employees makes any representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of the statements or any of the information contained in this podcast, and any liability, therefore, including in respect of direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage, is expressly disclaimed. The views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily those of Stash, and Stash is not providing any financial, economic, legal accounting or tax advice or recommendations in this podcast in addition the receipt of this podcast by any listener is not to be taken as constituting the giving of investment advice by stash to that listener nor to constitute such a person a client of stash